Welcome to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Hey, here's uh, my title today. If you're taking notes, and I hope you will take notes, We've been uh, in the book of Galatians the last month, and we've been diving into scripture. And today, I want to be a little more, um, not that everything isn't practical, but if we were in the middle of kind of a deep dive Bible study, uh, this is going to be very practical over the next few weeks. And uh, so if you're taking notes, my title today is to get fit, get fit. Anybody want to get fit? Anybody feel like there's summer ready? You don't have to raise your hand, but um, somebody was like, I'm in shape, as round a shape. Um, that's how I feel many, many times, but, uh, the title of my message today, get fit. Uh, if you've got your Bible, I hope you, you brought it with you that it wasn't just uh, the month of May, but you continued bringing your Bible. First Thessalonians chapter five says this, it says, may the God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole. I love that. God makes everything holy and whole. Man, that's my prayer, that God would make you whole, that you would be able to be a whole person and make you holy and whole. The God that puts you together, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body described here, three different parts of you, spirit, soul, and body. Many times when you look at scripture, this word spirit and soul is used interchangeably. In this case, there's some distinct meaning that they're wanting to imply here as they're saying spirit, soul, and body. And so some parts of scripture, you'll read the same thing for spirit and soul, and you'll be like, this is so confusing. And so you've just got to understand that sometimes, yes, they are interchangeable, and sometimes there'll be some distinct differences where they're describing these parts of you, these characteristics of who you are. And so he says, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit. For the coming of the master, Jesus Christ, may the God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. That's my prayer today, that God would make you holy, but also make you whole, everybody, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit. Man, I want to be fit for the coming of the master, Jesus. I want to I get fit, spirit, soul, and body. And so what is our body? Our body is the physical part of you. You have a body, a physical part of you. You can reach it and pinch it and touch it. This is the part of you that you feed. And this is the part of you that you work out. This is the part of you that is physical. It's your, it's your body. You get that. Then you have a soul. And your soul often in scripture when you see it used in the context of three different parts as a triune being, your soul makes up your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then you have a spirit part of you, the immaterial part of you that connects and communicates with God, who is a spirit. And so spirit, soul, and body. The physical part, your mind, your will, your emotions, And then the part of you that wants to communicate with God. And then it says this again. Go back here. May the God himself who makes everything holy, right? And makes you holy and whole. Spirit, soul, and body. May he keep you fit. And so God who makes everything holy and whole also wants to make you holy and whole. Spirit, soul, and body. He wants to do that for you. And so if you're taking notes, write this down. We are a spirit. We possess 
a soul and we live in a body, body, soul, and spirit. And so let me talk about this today. When it comes to each of these areas, when it comes to our body, our soul, and our spirit, there is a great responsibility that we have to submit these to the one who makes everything holy and whole. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about submitting our bodies, souls, and spirits to the one that makes everything holy and whole so that we would be kept fit, that we would get fit and be kept fit for the master, for the master Jesus is Christ until he comes. And here's what I've learned when it comes to these areas of my life, my physical body, my soul, my emotional health, those things, and my spirit. I've learned this, that the choices that I make, they determine the person I become. The choices I make when it comes to my health determines the outlook of my physical body. The choices I make when it comes to my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions, they they matter. The choices I make when it comes to the spirit part of me, it matters. And so I want to look at each of these three areas today, body, soul, and spirit, and I want to help you get healthy in those areas. My goal is for you to walk out of here saying, you know what, there's some there's some, some training I can do in these areas. I, I, there's some fitness levels I can achieve in these areas that you would allow God to make you holy and whole, that you would get fit, that you would then not only get fit, but then you would be kept fit by the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've ever thought about it. God actually cares about your body. God actually cares about your mind, your will, your emotions, your relationships, the things that affect your soul. God cares about the spiritual side of you. He cares and he cares so much. He wants to help you get fit in those areas. And so I want to talk about those three things, our physical health, our mental health, and then our spiritual health. And this is just going to be surface level. But number one, if you're taking notes, I hope you are, write this down, our physical health, our body the physical part of us. I love what scripture says in 1 Corinthians. It says this, or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place, the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole Work And so let people see God through you or see God through your body. What a challenging, challenging scripture that there is a physical part of us known as the temple and that we are allowing people in how we take care of our temple to see God through our body, see God through the physical part of us. Now, when it comes to the physical part of us, we immediately jump towards, you know, working out and being in shape. I am not talking about getting in the gym and getting abs today, but I will say it matters. I don't have abs, right? And so, uh, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't pursue a life of health, that I shouldn't pursue caring for my body. In fact, uh, on uh, June 1st, we created a little staff challenge Uh, for our staff, me thinking about this message coming up, and we said the month of June, we're going to run, walk, or jog 100 miles together, 100 miles, and we're tracking them. And here's the thing, 
This is not just about getting fit, but it is about understanding that our body is a temple. Our body is, is something that should be sacred. It is something that we should look at and it should matter. And so what we're putting into it matters. Somebody said this, garbage in, garbage out. And so if we're always feeding ourselves gar garbage, guess what happens? Our body gets sluggish, it gets tired. I have, known a, uh, or I have noticed a drastic difference in my mood and in my feeling just getting out and walking for an hour a day. It just matters physically. And the God who makes everything holy and whole wants to keep you fit, body, soul, and spirit. And so I'm learning that God actually cares about my body and wants to help me in my journey of having health. And it's not just so I can go to the gym and pose for pictures. Anybody ever been there? Right, you see the person in the corner, they're like posing for an hour with their cell phone. I'm like, what are you doing? But to keep us fit, and that looks different for everybody. And I, I, I'm not talking about, you know, just losing weight. I'm talking about how you feel. How do you feel? Do you feel vibrant? Do you feel whole? Do you feel energy? I think the people of God, we should have energy. We should have health. We should have vibrancy that people look at us and in our health, they see God through us. And here's the thing. When I get tired, when I'm unhealthy and unfit, the number one thing, and I Googled this, the number one sign of unhealth in your life or, or not being fit is tiredness. And when I'm tired and when I'm unfit, here's what I've noticed. When I'm tired or unfit physically, my soul is affected. Body, soul, and spirit, they're connected. And so when my body is tired, my soul gets affected. It affects my mood. My emotions can become inconsistent. And so the reality is there are things that I can do to my body, and I'm not just talking about what we eat, but there are things that we can consume. There are things that aren't good for our health, whether it's you know, certain addictions or vices, and I don't need to tell you what those are. You can kind of fill in the blank, but there are things that you can put in your body that isn't healthy for it that they affect you, they will affect your energy, and in doing so, it can infect your emotions. And we have an epidemic, I'll talk about in a minute, of mental health in our world, but it starts sometimes, our healthy mind starts with a healthy body. Is this okay? I'm just learning myself. I'm not saying I have all this figured out together. I was on a walk this week and I was praying, God, what should I bring to the church? This is what was dropped in my spirit. I thought, oh Lord. But here we go. I'm less productive when I'm tired, when I'm sluggish, I'm not productive. My spirit can be affected. I can't always hear God. When my spirit is affected, it affects sometimes how I hear the voice of God, it affects my clarity makes my risk of making sinful choices oftentimes increase. How many know when you're tired, you do dumb things? You don't think about it. You don't have the mental clarity to think, is this the right thing to do? And so here's the deal. If you're tired today, 
If you're sluggish today, if you feel like any other part of you, your spirit, your soul is affecting you, maybe the best thing you can do is two things. Number one, go for a walk. Breathe in the breath of God. Walk slowly. I don't care if you walk down the street, down the block. If you want to walk 100 miles, go for a walk and breathe in the breath of God. Ask God to help make you healthy and holy. And then the second thing you can do if you're tired is take a nap. Uh, It's rocket science today. But you'd be surprised how spiritual it really is. Elijah, you look at his battle with depression and you look at his highs and lows. You know what he did when he ran off into a cave and wanted to die? He ate and he took a nap. Maybe some of you just need to rest. Maybe you need to put Sabbath back into your life. I was talking with somebody the other day that said that they had just recently instilled the the practice of Sabbath back in their family where they just rest and shut down the phone and cook a meal together, go out to eat, I think is what it was, and enjoy each other's company. It's rest for you. It's rest for your body, but it brings rest to your soul. Your body affects your soul, which affects your spirit. And so you Sabbath and you, you go to God, you get rest. In fact, the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 11, it says, come to me, all those that are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Sabbath is this, this posture where we go to God and we say, God, I'm, I'm putting everything else aside and I'm focusing on you and I'm saying, God, would you give me supernatural rest? See, the best rest you can receive is not just from a vacation, although you need a vacation. The best rest you could receive is not just a day off, but it's a day off with Jesus. It's a day off or a vacation with, it's, it's saying, God, in the vacation, give me rest. In the time alone, bring me rest. And so if you're tired and your physical body seems drained, man, I wanna implore you, it's affecting you whether you realize it or not. And if it's not now, it may later. Go for a walk, take a nap, rest in Jesus, get Sabbath into your life. The God who makes everything holy and whole wants to make you holy and whole, body, soul, and spirit. Number two is this, it's our soul health. And so there's the physical part of us and then there is the soul part of you. Third John chapter two, we see the writer looking at a dear friend and he says, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health. Good health, that your body would stay healthy and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. I love that we see the writer caring not only about the physical health of somebody, but also the soul health of someone. That our soul health matters, our mental health matters. I read a startling statistic this week as I was studying for this message, and it's this. It's a mental health statistic, and it said that pre-pandemic, eight and a half percent, so that's one out of 10, or you know, one out of 10 right at, individuals in our country struggled with mental health, depression, anxiety, 
one out of 10. Now, post-pandemic, and this statistic was in 2021, so just a year into it, 32% now struggle with mental health, soul. So one out of every three Americans now, they would say, it is not well with my soul. Pre-pandemic, one out of 10. Now, one out of three. It is not well with my soul. And I know we can spend a whole series on that. And I'm not saying that I have it all together when it comes to the mental health epidemic and what you're dealing with. And maybe some of you in here, in fact, if this statistic is true, one out of every three, you can look around you and someone is struggling mentally. And I'm not saying I have all the answers. And I'm not saying that, that in talking about this today, I'm not trying to downplay maybe the many steps and the journey that needs to happen to get set free. But I am saying there is a God that wants to make you holy and whole. He wants to give you a whole body and a whole spiritual or a whole soul that is healthy. And so, question, is it well with your soul? Three things that I talked about that the soul represents, our body, or I'm sorry, our mind, our will, and our emotions. I wanna talk about those real quick. When it comes to your mind, and please, I know there are many layers to this one. I just am scratching the surface and giving a pretty generic layer to this part of it. But it, when it comes to your mind, do you have limiting beliefs? How is your mind doing? If I go back to this scripture, it says this in Psalms 43, it says, why are you cast down, oh my soul? You're not the only one that's ever struggled with this. In fact, you can look all through the book of Psalms and see this like over and over and over. Why are you cast down? Why are you in so much turmoil? Ah. <sighs> You can just hear it, can't you? Just reading it, it's like, ah, maybe you feel that way today. So mind, will, and emotions, when it comes to your mind, do you have limiting beliefs? What do I mean by that? Well, Ephesians 3.20 says this, now to him that is able, I could stop right there. To him that is able, in your mind, do you believe anymore that God is able? Man, I wonder if part of your journey to get a healthy soul starts with a mind that says God is able. God is able. I'm not saying it's the only thing you need to do, but it's gotta be part of the equation. Doesn't it make sense that the God that created you can help heal you? That the God that knitted you together in your mother's womb might just know the button to press. Might just know the area that needs wholeness. Might just be able to awaken you to the conversation you need to have, the situation you need to deal with, the problem you need to go after. He might be able to help bring that to your mind. And so when it comes to your mind, are you limiting your beliefs? Have you hit this ceiling or this floor on the elevator and you're like, I cannot go any higher but the God that is able, now to him that is able, guess what he's able to do? Far more abundantly 
then all we ask or think according to the power that is at work within you. Again, when you receive the Holy Spirit, there is a power at work within you. There is a power at work within you that is yes for the world, but yes for you. A power that's at work within you, an able power that can do abundantly more than you could think or ask or even imagine. And if you feel unhealthy in your soul, man, can I encourage you. Take the limits off of God. Take the limits off of him and realize that though this is a struggle and it may not go away overnight and I may need to go seek professional help and I may need to be on Medicaid. There may be some steps that I need to take, but my first step is making sure that my mind isn't limited and I know that God is able and he cares. So there's the mind, there's the will. Comes to your will, do you have a fixed purpose? Do you have purpose in your life? It's gonna affect your soul if you don't. Your mind will affect it, but your purpose will affect it. Is there anything driving you? God birthed in you a desire to make a difference in this world. And when we don't understand God's will and we don't seek God's will and we're not living out that life to make a difference, man, it'll affect our soul. And the Bible says, let your eyes Look on with fixed purpose and let your gaze be straight before you. Consider well the path of your feet and let not your ways be established and ordered aright. Man, if you feel like the will part of your soul that says I'll never amount to anything or my life is just at a dead end and I have no purpose, what would it look like if you got a fixed purpose again? If you went to God and said, God, let me, let me fix my eyes on you. And in doing so, God, would you show me what you have for me? Would you give me direction again? May you establish the feet. May you establish my path in which I walk on. And may you give me a will again. That's right. May you give me a hope again that there is more. Amen. And so it's your mind, it's your will, and then there's your emotions. Do I have joy? Man, the enemy's trying to snuff joy out. The people of God, may we have joy. You know, a joyful heart, the Bible says, is medicine. It's good medicine. Laughing is good medicine for you. There's nothing that will do your heart better than just a good belly laugh. Go home and fake it until you figure it out. You know, just like turn on the office or whatever show that makes you laugh and just give yourself a good belly laugh. Joy, it's good medicine for you. But guess what? A crushed spirit dries up the bones. Crushed spirit dries up the bones. When you don't have joy, guess what? It'll dry you up. That's why the fruit of the spirit is joy. When you get the spirit, you get joy. You just got to activate it. You just got to operate in it. You just got to go after it. Joy. This morning, Jennifer, we have a rally um, here uh, with the back team, kind of the lead team in the morning times. And she wasn't here. She said she was at a gas station helping uh, a little uh, elderly man. He was in his 90s. And 
said that uh, he was trying to check out and the lady at the cash register was being really rude and impatient with him and Jennifer saw it and her immediate reaction was, what's wrong with you? And then the Holy Spirit came on her (laughs) and she said, I'm just in a hurry. Well, there was nobody else in there, so I don't know what she was in a hurry for, but Jennifer stepped in and she helped out this little man count his money and walk him out to the car and she said this to him as they were walking to the car. She said, I hope you have a good day today, which is a nice, pleasant thing to say. And what Jennifer told me, this 90-year-old man responded to her, broke my heart. It brought tears to Jennifer, Jennifer's eyes. And he said, I've had a lot of good days, but I won't have any more. I've had a lot of good days, but I won't have any more. See, a crushed spirit, it dries up the bones. Maybe you're in here today and you're thinking, I've had a lot of good days, but I won't have any more. Can I just speak hope over you? Can I just speak the joy of the Lord over you? That there is a God that wants to make you whole wants to bring joy to you, body, soul, spirit. And so here's the question. Is it well with your soul? And if it's not, how are you? Let me say it this way. For many of us, More is going out of our physical and emotional tank than we're putting into it. And if your body affects your soul, and your soul affects ultimately your life and your spirit and all of this, I'm not talking about going to heaven here. I'm talking about just living an abundant life. If you feel like you're not healthy, are you, are, you, are you putting anything back in the tank? Go for a walk. Take a Sabbath. Take a nap. Laugh again. Ask God for purpose again. Ask him for vision again for your life. Take the limits off of God. Believe he's able your body and your soul are constantly pouring out. And so we gotta put something back into it. This is way more heavier than I thought it would be. It matters. And then lastly, our spiritual health. I love the the message. It says this says, exercise daily in God. No more spiritual flabbiness. Please. (laughs) Gotta love Eugene. Exercise daily in God. No more spiritual flabbiness. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful. Again, your body matters. It says in the KJV, I think it says that uh, physical training is of some value. And so there is some value in hitting some weights. 
But a disciplined life in God is far more so. Making you fit both today and forever. May the God who makes all things holy and whole make you holy and whole. The one that is making you fit in the areas that you need help in, body and soul, is gonna start with you living disciplined in the spirit and probably be the very thing that gives you what you need physically and mentally. That when you exercise daily in God and you learn to live a disciplined life in God, guess what? It'll make you fit both today and forever. The spirit part of you, oh man, it matters. It matters. And it's so funny how all of these work together. Like getting your body healthy actually gives you a hunger for the spirit. It's crazy when you get like, when you get rested, it's like, man, I, I have the energy. Anybody just not had the energy to wake up and pray? Not had the energy to wake up and read your Bible? Not had the desire, but it's crazy when you get some rest and you get some health and when you get some mental wholeness, what happens? And there's this desire that enters into you. And so how do you exercise daily in God? I figured um, we'd look at the book of Acts and in light of Pentecost Sunday, we go to Acts chapter two and I saw something really unique when it comes to um, exercising in God or when it comes to devoting yourself um, to, this, to this disciplined life in God. And in Acts chapter 2, 42, it says, they devoted themselves. Um, that word devoted, when it comes to they, they, they devoted themselves, they, they actually uh, were focused, they had a fixed focus. There was, this is a, a verb here, they they actually did something. There was this fixed focus. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Three things that you saw helped them maybe exercise their faith in God. Now, this is so important that we get this because I think for many, many, many of us and it was hard to find what I felt like was an accurate statistic when it came to like how many Christians are really living out their walk with God because they were all over the map. I mean, like all over. But there was an interesting statistic that I found about the next generation that was pretty consistent no matter which research company that you looked at. And Barna said this about 20-somethings and kind of the next generation. It said only 10%. 10% of Christian 20-somethings have resilient faith. That is not real hopeful for the next generation. And so I think learning to discipline ourselves in God, if you're in this room and you're amongst the 20%, getting this right matters. In fact, I would go as much as saying the next generation depends on it. If you are not in your 20s and you are 30 or up, how you live your life matters. You are a living, breathing mentor. 
to the next generation and how you're living a disciplined life in the faith. Your prayer life speaks volumes. Your, your commitment to the word of God speaks volumes. Your faith speaks volumes. There is a generation depending on you. What a startling and sobering statistic. And so we wonder why one in three struggle with mental health. We wonder why we are more depressed and more tired and more, there's just, there's this level of unfitness, but there is a God, if we would go to him, that wants to help us get fit. Wants to help us have a resilient faith that in the midst of culture, how was it that some Hebrew boys, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were able to stand in the face of culture, a culture that is much like ours today and say, we won't bow. Well, they had resilient faith, but it wasn't just faith that they had acquired in that season. It was faith that they had acquired as children under Josiah's reign. And Josiah stepped on the page and he lived out a life that was a modeling example. And then when these Hebrew boys got thrown into the furnace and got the opportunity to stand for God in the face of culture, they were able to stand. They had resilient faith because there was a discipline in them in the things of God. They had a prayer life. They were distinguished and set apart. They knew what it meant to fast and push the world away and fix their attention on God. And so three things in the book of Acts that I think we can commit to making our spirit. And it's this, devote yourselves to the apostles' teaching. Start reading your Bible regularly. I think if you wanna grow in your spirit, it starts there. Number two, devote yourself to fellowship and the breaking of bread. I'm gonna encourage you to put it on your calendar um, to hang out with people. Hang out with believers. Hang out with non-believers. Get in community. Get in a small group. Open your home again. Laugh, play a game, have fun, eat great food. Devote yourself to it and devote yourself to daily prayer. Find a time and find a place and pray. Maybe it's on your walk. And so rest your body. Recharge your soul. Refocus your spirit. What's it going to take? Discipline. Came out of my small group Friday. That's so hard to live a disciplined life. But here's what, here's the phrase that I, I came out, out of that group with, and it's this. That discipline not desire will determine growth. And so, if there's an area of your life that is unfit, body, soul, and spirit, maybe it would be a, a reminder to you today 
that your desire, although you need it, won't make you healthy and whole. Your intentions may not. But your willingness to discipline yourself to do something about it may. To lace up the shoes, to turn the phone off, to go to a counselor, to get in a group, to open your word, to spend time in prayer. And I think as you discipline yourself to do so, over time, you'll see a compound effect. And you'll realize that the God who makes you holy and whole wants to make you holy and whole body, soul, and spirit. Can I pray for you? Father, we thank you so much. Ah, We thank you so much that you are here for us today. Father, I pray that if there be any area in someone's life today that just feels unfit, pray that you would give them the the desire and then the discipline, the willpower, not just the willpower, but a Holy Spirit higher power that allows them to have the discipline it takes to just take some steps in this. And Father, I pray that you would help make our church holy and whole. And as your word says in the book of Timothy, that we would be met or fit for the master's use. Because in a great house, as your word says, is many vessels. Some are honorable and some are dishonorable. You're looking to use them all. But some are not fit. And so God, if that's us today, would you help us get fit so that you can use us the way you desire and created us to be used? Would you breathe health and life back into us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You received the word today, everybody. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.